Welcome to the City Hills Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that the message today helped you encounter God, love people, and discover purpose. For more information about who we are as a church, head over to cityhillschurchsd.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, click the Give button at the top of the homepage on our website. And now, let's jump right into the message. Hello there, City Hills. I am Todd Tolson, and I am the pastor of Riverview Church here in Santee. And uh, it is such uh, an honor to be hanging out with you today. And before uh, I dive into our time together, I just want to say how much uh, Sarah, my wife, and I, we love your pastor. We love Pastor Danny and Lauren and the girls. And we just love how they have so faithfully led City Hills over the last couple of years And uh, we also want to say that uh, we're just so grateful uh, that you all have led us into your home, uh, that our church has been meeting in your facility uh, for the last couple months on Sunday nights. And it's been uh, been a lot of fun uh, to meet many of you and uh, and get to know your church. And so I'm just super uh, excited uh, for the future. Now, uh, today we are in the next installment of the series that you guys have been in for the last few weeks called Something's Gotta Give. And uh, we're gonna talk about what it means to give up the habits that lead to unhealthy relationships in our life. Now, so much has been written about habits over the last several years. Uh, In fact, uh, James Clear has a great book uh, called Atomic Habits. Uh, My personal favorite book about habits is by a guy named Charles Duhigg, on the power of habit. And, and the thing is, I, and, and look, I know you already know this, but the, the truth is it's, it's not enough simply to break a bad habit. Uh, study after study shows that, that those who solely focus on breaking bad habits uh, are really doomed to go back to them. It, it, If you really want to get rid of a bad habit, you have to um, replace it with a better one. And and so uh, it doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, financial habits, if it's it's an eating habit, or or maybe you've tried to quit smoking before. If you solely focus on breaking the bad habit, but you don't have something better to replace it with, studies show you're going to go back to that bad habit. And the same thing happens when it comes to our relationships. If we want uh, healthy, uh, spirit-led relationships, it's not just about breaking the bad habits that cause them to be unhealthy in the first place. We actually need to focus on replacing those habits with something better. So hey, if you've got a a Bible with you, uh, or maybe a, a favorite Bible app on your mobile device, go ahead and open up to the New Testament book of James chapter three, and we are gonna be hanging out uh, from uh, verses 13 uh, to 18 today. And, and, and while you're turning there, uh, let me just say, I've got, I've got some good news uh, for you today, that when we're talking about relationships, we're talking about all of your relationships, uh, uh, every kind of relationships, whether it's uh, the ones that you have at work or the ones that you have at home, Uh, We could be talking about friends, loved ones, even your kids. Everything that James talks about 
in this passage in chapter 3 about going from unhealthy to healthy relationships, it applies to all of them. We're going to cover all your relationship bases today. And uh, first, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off by showing you three habits that always lead to unhealthy relationships, and then I'm going to show you six habits, or really kind of like six keys to developing uh, healthy uh, relationships. And first off, you might be in an unhealthy relationship if it's inconsistent, okay? Uh, inconsistent. The first part of James chapter 3, verse 13 says this, if you are wise, in other words, if you know what is good for you, okay, live a life of steady goodness so that only good deeds will pour forth, okay? So he's saying steady goodness, predictable goodness. He's talking about your character. Now, it's, it's one thing to surprise a loved one with, maybe a fun night out or a surprise date. Um, there are certain parts of our relationships that uh, where, where being unpredictable actually keeps things kind of fun and lively. But your character should always be predictable. Your, your character should always be uh, steady and, and reliable. Okay, when, when your character is inconsistent, when, when, when the people at work or at, or at home or uh, when, when they don't know what version of you they're going to get from one day to the next, that inconsistency, that unreliability of character breeds unhealthy relationships. You don't want to be inconsistent. A second habit of unhealthy relationships is, is when it's based on on, on performance. James takes it a step further, the, the second half of verse 13. Take a look at this. He says, and if you don't brag about them, then you're truly wise. So, so first James says, hey, uh, wisdom looks like steady, good character, steady, reliable, good deeds. And, and then he says, it's even wiser if you don't brag about it. In other words, part of wisdom uh, at work or part of wisdom at home uh, is not dragging the spotlight over to yourself and, 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 and saying, hey, look at me, look at what I'm doing, look at how good I'm being right now. Relationships that are based on, on performance are unhealthy. Relationships that are based on scorekeeping are unhealthy. Wisdom in relationships starts when you're predictably good, and you have the right motives so that you don't have to keep a tally of everything that you're doing for others. Uh, third and final habit that I, I want to talk about when it comes to the unhealthy side of relationships is, is when they're self-focused. It's unhealthy when you make it all about you. Uh, get this. Take, take a look at what James has to say in verse 14. He says, And by all means... Don't brag about being wise and good if you're really bitter and jealous and selfish. That's the worst sort of lie. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly. They're unspiritual. They are 
inspired by the devil himself. Wherever there is jealousy or selfish ambition, there will be disorder and every other kind of evil. Now, man, I am telling you, now those two verses right there, they actually deserve to be their own sermon. But, but what, what is James saying here? He's saying, don't pretend to be better than you really are. Don't try and manage your image being wise and good if, if underneath it all, you're, you're really just bitter and jealous. He, he says it's selfish and it's the worst kind of lie there is. And, and, and then he goes on to say that, he says, look, there's, there's this conventional wisdom, right? There, there's this thing that we call common sense. There, there's a way that everybody looks at the world, but then there's God's way. And, and James says, hey, the world's way of looking at things, the world's way of looking at relationships, not only is it unspiritual, not only is it earthly, it's actually demonic. And then he drops this bomb. If a relationship you're in right now is currently chaotic or in disarray somehow, you can know this for sure. It is rooted in jealousy and bitterness and resentment. If someone's character is inconsistent, if, if the relationship is performance-based or if it's centered around one person, you can be sure it's unhealthy. And so the good news is, because uh, the good news is there is some good news. And the good news is if that is where you are right now, whether it's with a coworker or with your significant other, even if it's with one of your kids, if it's unhealthy now, it doesn't have to stay that way. It can actually change. The question that you and I need to ask is how? Like, how do we go from inconsistent to consistent? How, how do we go from conditional to unconditional? How do we go from selfish to selfless? How do we go from unhealthy to healthy in our relationships? Well, the Apostle James has some answers to those questions. Take a look at verses 17 and 18. Uh, we're going to read these two verses, and then I'm going to come back and, and, and kind of hit some highlights uh, within those verses. He says this, but the wisdom that comes from heaven, remember, he's contrasting this worldly wisdom, how people normally approach relationships here on earth, but the wisdom that comes from heaven, first of all, is pure and full of quiet gentleness. Then it is peace-loving and courteous. It allows discussion and is willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It is wholehearted and straightforward and sincere. And so from those two verses in James chapter three, I, I wanna quickly give you six keys uh, when it comes to building habits that lead to healthy relationships. And number one is this, if you want to have a healthy relationship with someone, it means giving up doing things your way for God's way. We've got to give up doing things our own way and, and, and submit and do things God's way. 
James says the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure. Now, that, that word pure means, it means uncorrupted. It means it's clean or unpolluted. He's, he's talking about integrity. He's saying that, that the foundation of all wisdom, that the, the foundation of, of a good relationship is, is integrity. Now, now, why is integrity listed first? Because, see, wisdom starts in the heart, not the head. And the reason that integrity uh, is listed first is because relationships are all based on trust. If you've got no trust, you got no relationship. Uh, the, the second key to building a healthy relationship, number two, is focus on creating peace instead of just keeping the peace. Oh, that sounds the same, Pastor Todd. No, 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 I promise it's totally different. James says that, that wisdom in relationships is peace-loving. In other words, wise people are peacemakers, not troublemakers. Wise people don't carry a chip on their shoulder. Wise people are not always looking for a fight. In fact, this word peace, it, it, it means to create peace where there is chaos. It means to take something that has been divided and, and, and bind it together, bring it together. People who want to keep the peace, they actually try to avoid conflict. If you want to create peace, you have to enter the conflict. You've got to create peace where there wasn't any to begin with. Uh, number three, if you want to create a, a healthy relationship, again, it doesn't matter if it's at work or at home or with your kids, don't use your personality uh, as an excuse to be rude. James chapter three says that wisdom is full of gentleness and it's, it's courteous. If, if you've got an NIV Bible at home, uh, it actually translates it as considerate. If, if I'm going to be wise in my relationships, I'm always going to be considerate. Now, there's people out there who just say, well, well that's just how I am. That's, that's just how I'm wired. If, if you don't like it, that's your problem. And, and they blame things like their, their, their tone of voice or, or the fact they've got some rough edges around them uh, on their heritage or their personality. And friends, listen, that's just an excuse. It's, it's flat out rude. We're called to be considerate. We're called to be gentle regardless of the circumstances. Now, some of you are thinking, well, now, hold up, Pastor Todd. Are you saying I've got to be considerate when people are, are being inconsiderate to me? Yep, that's what I'm saying. Wait, wait, wait. When people are rude to me, I, I don't get to be rude back. Not if you want to be wise in your relationships, you don't. Number four, uh, don't sacrifice the relationship for the sake of being right. So, some, of, some of us, we just get addicted to having the right answer, and we let that dictate how we treat other people. If I'm right, you must be wrong. But wisdom in relationships, James says, it allows discussion. 
and it's willing to yield to others. Are you, are you saying that you can be right about something and still let someone do something their own way? That's exactly what I'm saying. Why? Because it's open to reason. Wisdom in relationships allows discussion. Uh, the, it's the word uh, eupithies, and it's the only time in the whole Bible this word is used. And, and, and it's, 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 the, it's a word that means that you're not stubborn, that you're not defensive. Now, how do you know that? How do you know if you have this kind of quality in your life? Now, one of the main ways that you know is, is how you listen. Not that you listen, but how you listen. The, the, the wiser you are, the better listener you become. And, and, and the more foolish you are, the less you will actually listen. And, and, and it may, look, I'll just be honest with you. Maybe it's just me, but anyone else watching today um, tend to finish other people's sentences for them? It's like they're saying something, and, and I just want to move on to some other part of the conversation. So, so I'll actually say the end of the sentence for them. And it's unwise because if they don't get to finish what they had to say, I may not have really need, I've, I may not have really heard what they wanted to say. And so if you're wise, you realize it's actually foolish to cut people off. It's, it's foolish to jump to conclusions. And so instead of that, you want to be willing to listen. You want to be willing to learn. Number five, if you want to build habits towards a healthy relationship, don't emphasize their mistakes. Why? Because wisdom is full of mercy and good deeds. I want you to take note of that word mercy. It's if, if I'm going to be wise, I need to major on mercy and minor on other people's mistakes. And, and in other words, it's, it's wise to show grace to people when they mess up because um, when they sin, when they show their faults, when I'm merciful with them, uh, I, I'm going to need that mercy one day too. And you know, let me put it this way. Who's the wisest person in the universe? Not a trick question. It's God, right? Okay, who's also the most merciful being in the universe? It's God, of course. You think there's a little connection there? Fools are judgmental. Wise people are merciful. God, God doesn't give me what I deserve. He gives me what I need. Man, if I got what I deserved, I can promise you, I would not be standing here right now. We would not be having this conversation. God gives us what we need, not what we deserve. That's mercy. And so wise people give others what they need, not what they deserve when they mess up. So if you want to build healthy relationships, again, whether uh, this is at work with a coworker or with your boss, if you want to build a, a healthy relationship with a loved one or with your child, that there are some things that you've got to do. You've got to give up doing things your way and, and do them God's way. 
You, you got to focus on creating peace instead of just keeping the peace. You, you don't want to use your personality as an excuse to be rude. You don't want to sacrifice the relationship for the sake of being right. You don't want to emphasize their mistakes. And then finally, number six, you want to get rid of your hidden agendas. You want to get rid of your hidden agendas. Wisdom, uh, as James says, is wholehearted and straightforward and sincere. Now, this is interesting to me. Now, these two words in, in the original uh, New Testament language, it was, it was written in, in, in arcane Greek. The original Greek in the Bible says that these, these two words, straightforward and sincere, it, it's the word adiokritos and anipokritos straightforward and sincere. They're, they're actually very similar words in the original New Testament. Now, what was interesting about that is, is the Greeks, they, well, they invented theater, comedies, tragedies, uh, guys like Plato and Socrates. They're some of the original playwrights, and, and, and they wrote very famous plays. And in and, and, and Greek plays, there would only be one actor. And so he would come out and he would say his first line and then he would go behind the stage, pick up a mask, run back out to center stage, put on the mask and say his next line. And then he'd run behind the stage and grab a different mask and, and, and he'd come out and say the next line, so on and so forth. And, and the word in Greek for that person, the actor, it's the word hypocritos. It's where we get the word hypocrite from. It means he wears a mask. He's always playing a different role, hypocritos. These two words, straightforward and sincere, adiakritos and anipokritos, are the exact opposite of hypocritos. Straightforward, sincere. It means that you're genuine. It means that you're without hypocrisy. It, it means you're the real deal. Today, we would use a word like authentic. They're just, they're just so real and authentic. And so if I want to be wise in my relationships, I'm going to get rid of my hidden agendas. So how do you get the wisdom to stop making foolish mistakes in your relationships? How do you get rid of the unhealthy habits and, and strive towards healthier habits with your loved ones? Well, there's only two places that you get wisdom from. And you don't get it from school. You don't, you don't get it from uh, an online blog. You don't get it from social media. You don't get it from TV. You get wisdom from knowing God and doing what he says to do. You need to know God and you need to know his word. But you're not going to know the word of God until you know God himself. You've got to start with a relationship with God. That's why the apostle Paul in Colossians chapter 2 says this, Jesus is the key. We just talked about six keys to building, building healthy relationships the Apostle Paul says, Jesus is the key. 
that opens all the hidden treasures of God's wisdom and knowledge. Moving from unhealthy to healthy relationships begins and ends with knowing Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity that we have to be here uh, with you uh, and with each other, even though it's uh, over the internet today. I pray that you would bless enormously each person uh, that has taken the time to watch this broadcast. Your word says that uh, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. And so I'm asking you to satisfy uh, the, the, everyone's hunger uh, to know you and to know you more. Uh, Lord, as, as we all strive to uh, cast off uh, any of these bad and unhealthy habits that lead to unhealthy relationships, Lord, would your Holy Spirit uh, guide us into your truth and that we would pursue uh, healthy habits uh, at work, and at home, and in our relationships, in our marriages, and with our kids. We're trusting you for your best in our life, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, and we'll see you guys next week. We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.